Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Forging the Path. Uh, my name is Adam, and I'm here with my friend and my brother, Kevin. And today we are going to talk about prayer. What's the purpose of prayer? What are the barriers to prayer? And we'll see wh- whatever else the Holy Spirit kind of puts on our hearts. This will be a very open-ended conversation and hopefully the beginning of a conversation about prayer on this podcast and um, just in general. I, I think uh, there's a lot of guys I've been trekking with lately in the last less than a year that have been really hungry for for more of the Holy Spirit. They've been really longing for a deeper, more vibrant prayer life. And Kevin is one of those guys for sure. A couple others have been on this podcast in the past too. So this this will be fun. Uh, this whole podcast is it's really like we we just we want to forge a path forward. Um, in following Jesus, and um, that involves all of life, not just not just the spiritual stuff. We talk about a lot of things on this podcast, but today the focus, like I said, will be prayer. So, Kevin, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. <laughs> this will be fun. This will be super fun. Kevin, why don't you um, why don't you just give the listeners? I, I know you probably did this several months ago on a previous episode, but give us a a couple minute overview of who you are your family and, and your vocation and, and just all of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I am a father and a husband, a uh, husband of 20 years, a father of four, uh, ranging from 16 down to seven, about three years apart on all of them, two boys, two girls. And so we have a full and busy life um, with them. Uh, my wife homeschools those kids. And so um, very much hands-on in our kids' education and in their development, we actually were just talking this last week um, and how our number one goal, our number one priority is the discipleship of our kids. And uh, we try to be really hands-on in their lives um, <clears throat> in that in that development, of course, in, in all areas of life, in education, but just character and, and touching on what we're going to touch on today, their, their love of God. <laughs> Um, mm. An affection, not a religion, uh, but a love of God that that transcends all of their life, and so. Uh, and I'm also a pastor, so that's what I do for a vocation. Um, but of course, you know, it's it's much more of a calling. Uh, whatever pays the bills, but we are ministers. Ministers minister, and uh, we are ministers for the glory of God. And mine just happens to be in the context of the local church, and so. I've uh, been involved with church ministry and church planting for the last, gosh, 20 plus years, I guess. Um, and, uh, and I love, I love the church of Jesus and it's, it's, there's been some, uh, really difficult times. There's been some amazing times and, um, I just keep coming back to my love and Jesus's love for his bride, for his church. And so... I'm really blessed um, to call that my quote-unquote job, um, to be a part of the Church of Jesus, to um, teach the Word of God in the context of the local church, to help disciple and develop guys and, and girls, but um, more hands-on with guys probably um, so that they can lead their homes better for the name of Jesus, for the sake of Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and it this is this is great today because one of the first, well, prob- probably was like after a couple weeks of attending um, church with with you and a whole bunch of other awesome people, we you you led us in the earnest and eager series, which focused a, a lot on prayer. Now, I mean, not just prayer as a discipline, but there was <clears throat> it was prayer saturated, and then. In this last week, as a church, as a local church family, we just went through a fervent week of prayer. Yeah. So this podcast is timely. Um, I'm grateful. Thank you, Jesus, um, to just talk about prayer. Yeah. What I've seen and how I've seen you lead in the context of pastoral work and ministry has been beautiful and really powerful in my own life. So that leads me to my first question. Why Why do we pray? We got to start with a foundation. Sure. So why pray? What's the purpose of <clears throat> prayer? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have various reasons on why they pray, right? And I think that there are different categories of prayer that we can think of. You know, even if you want to use like the Acts 
acronym, right? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, oh, yeah. supplication, you, if you want to use a, a form like that. Those are all just different elements of prayer that probably touch on the reasons why we pray. I think overwhelmingly, um, overwhelmingly, most people pray because they need something, right? I think, unfortunately, that is probably the biggest. I, I may, unfortunately, might might be the wrong way to put it. Um, but that's probably the biggest driver in a lot of our prayers. And you think about Philippians uh, 4, right? Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. Prayer, supplication, like present your requests, make your requests made known before God. And so it's completely right to use that as a reason why we pray. But when you get down to the basics of the Christian life and the basics of prayer, what we're talking about is really developing that relationship with a living God. Mm. That's why we pray. That should be why we pray. And yes, a lot of that is in the context or around our needs and the things that we need or or our where we feel we lack or where we feel we struggle or or whatever that where the tension is in our life a lot of times that's the thing that brings us to prayer but over overarching all of that should be cultivating this relationship this conversation this communion with a living god you may think about <clears throat> uh, the book of hebrews which we've been going through you know this last year plus at this point. Um, And it starts off with, you know, a God who spoke in many times, in many ways, through the prophets, through now he speaks in a son, and that same God speaks to us daily, like should be speaking to us daily if we are inclined to hear him, Um, if we're in tune to hear him, if we're actually spending time in his presence, um, communing with him. And so, you know, we pray to meet with God. We pray, we spend time in his presence and, and we talk to and hopefully and hopefully listen to him in those times of prayer. So I know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of prayer in my life at different times has been far more one-sided. Um, but like when I think about prayer nowadays, it's far more conversational. Mm-hmm. And like when you talk about like him still speaking today, like I, you know, I'm not talking about some extra biblical, heretical, you know, revelation, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But he's he's a he's a living God who has given His Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us and lead us into all truth, to convict us of sin, to take the words that we read in that sacred book and to press it right in specifically into my situation. Mm-hmm. into your situation and he does that beautifully in prayer. Yeah. And a lot of times I think, you know, I think we probably need to treat our Bible reading a little bit more that way as well. Like, you know, those mm-hmm. two foundational elements to our walk with God being prayer and, and scripture. You know, a lot of times we're just plowing through a couple chapters, you know, whatever our goal is for the day. If it's to finish it in a year, okay, so I have my plan. <clears throat> and so I'm just going to I'm going to plow through these you know three chapters or whatever it is and check it off the list instead of uh taking the time to pray through it to to pause with it to just sit with that text and um see what the Holy Spirit might specifically mm-hmm. take and drive into my heart my situation. So I think overall um I would say like the reason why we pray is to know him. Yeah. To cultivate that relationship. Yeah, do you so. think do you think it's even possible to let me phrase it this way. I don't <clears throat> want to phrase it like that. Is it possible? Um, was the Christian life ever meant to be a prayerless life or a life where you pray, you know, before meals and you give the obligatory, you know, let's pray before bedtime and meals. Like, I, I want to phrase it in in the right way and but there's I also want there to be an edge to it. I I just wonder if it's like breathing. Like, yeah. can you can you live your normal biological life without breathing? No. Well, right. yeah, maybe for a minute or two or three or four if you got really good yeah. <laughs> breath holding capacity. But at a certain point, you're going to die if you don't breathe. And I think prayer is much like that for the Christian. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, the the goal of our lives is abiding in Him. Right? We talked about this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, like when you look at John 15 
and abide in me and I and you mm. ask whatever you wish and it shall be given. Like there's, there's a prayer right there, yeah. but <clears throat> we abide in Christ largely through prayer and through the study of God's word. Like that has to happen. Yeah. Like we can do nothing. Like when it says nothing, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we probably think of it in these grand spiritual endeavors, but I think it's far more simplistic. Like you're saying, it is, it's breathing. It is, it is the day-to-day sustenance for living. Yeah. Like I will, if I am not in prayer with my Father, if I am not in prayer with the living God, there is no way that I'm going to live for his glory. Like I, I won't. I just, I have to be. And so there will be no, there will be no nudge. There will be no communicate, like no sense of his presence in my life if I'm not pressing in in prayer on a consistent basis. And so absolutely not. I think you've nailed it. It is. And unfortunately, like overwhelmingly, we're not good at it. Yeah. (laughs) The church in general, especially here in the West, we're not good at it. And it's partly because we treat it as it's a discipline. It's a task to be done. Mm. It's what good Christians do. And Mm. we don't see it as that vibrance that you just touched on the, the Mm. necessity of life. Um, the, you know, this branch needs to be connected to that vine. And if it's not connected to that vine, it shrivels and dies. Yeah. Like doesn't take long. Like even doing fall cleanup this year, cut those branches. I left them in the pile and I didn't get to them right away to, to toss them away. Yeah. And I went back the next day and they were already shriveled and like, yeah, it didn't take long. They were disconnected. And so that's the same for us. And I think you, you, you nailed it as far as the, absolute uh, centrality of prayer in the life of the believer. And and if we could understand that, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of, a lot of families, a lot of guys and girls, lots of husbands and wives that are struggling out there. And part of it is a big part of it is, is they're not, they're not pressing into prayer. Mm. Yeah. Well, that like another thing I wanted to touch on in this conversation was, well, like you see this, probably way more than me, but what are you, what are you seeing as some of the barriers for prayer, especially for men? Yeah. Um, I touched on it a little bit already, but I think we have a wrong mindset going into prayer. Oftentimes, um, it's that task to be done. It's more of that spiritual discipline. It's that thing that good Christians do. Um, so like I got to pray today. And so, and it quickly becomes lifeless. And when it becomes lifeless, then we give up. Uh-huh. We don't do it. And so, like, we have to, like, get a right mindset about what we're doing, um, the necessity of it, that, that lifeline that you were that you were hinting at. Um, but then also, like, actually believe that we're meeting with the living God. Like, we're not sitting on the couch and we're not just mm-hmm. talking into the air or thinking thoughts in our mm-hmm. brain that go out into the, to the ethos and, like, we are speaking with a person. And so I think um, I think having a right mindset, just even to start, like about this communing that is happening, um, I don't know, the conversation that is happening between us and a living God and ultimately like entering into the presence of God. Yeah. Um, I think if we can, like, so I think that's a big, a big barrier, you know, if we can get that understanding or have that understanding of this is just not not just a thing that I'm doing, but I'm meeting with the living God. I'm actually sitting in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. That was one thing with that Ernest Neger series that you referenced earlier. Um, looking at some of the Psalms, like Psalm 105, I believe, where it talks about, um, I will seek your face continually. Mm-hmm. Like that's that known element of mm-hmm. God, like mm-hmm. knowing him personally that... Um, that Hebrew word there for face, like that really hinting on like being in the presence of the living God. And so um, like, I, I don't know if the average guy, the average church attender um, understands like the, 
the reality of the presence of God that should be in the believer's life. Mm-hmm. That it's not just a theological concept, that this omnipresent God that is everywhere at all times, and so I just stop and put, but there is this reality, this living reality for the believer, um, and it happens through prayer. It happens through uh, tearing and prayer. Yeah. But Yeah, well, and I also, I think... In addition to that, we're also, we're very independent Americans, especially us guys. Um, a lot of the guys I know and love and respect, they can, they can fix things with their own hands. They're capable. And so you look at prayer and it, and it flies in the face of a lot of that. Absolutely. Mindset. That's one on my list is pride. Like yeah. pride is a barrier yeah. where we can do it. We'll figure it out. Pick us up, pick ourselves up from our bootstraps and we will solve our problems, which that's an element of us that I think is probably hardwired by God for us to be fixers and problem solvers for and sure. protectors. And like, I can, pro- I will provide for my family. That is good and right before God. Um, but there's an element of the neediness that is mm. the reality mm. of, of our situation. <laughs> we are needy people. Yeah. We need, we, and, and if we're not needy, if we, if we don't feel like we are, if we don't want to admit that we are, right. it's going to be hard to come to a God with requests or even just to say, I mean, not even just, gosh, you know, heal my boy or heal, you know, heal my wife or, um, God, please provide for me today. Just like to make it through today and not shipwreck my faith. Mm. Like to make it through today wow. and to not give in to temptation and to not lust or to not, you know, be filled with myself and pursue, you know, whatever. Again, I, God, I need you. I yeah. need your presence and your power. So, yeah, I think that, that is a huge barrier. Well, you said at the beginning, too, one of the main reasons we pray, why, why do we pray? <clears throat> we need something. Yeah. Right? And I wonder if. I bet this is biblically supported. I just don't have chapter and verse on, on in my mind right now. But I wonder if a sovereign God oftentimes allows heavy needs to come into our lives that bring us to our knees so we run to him in prayer. Absolutely. Like, and I, I have to think there's, there might be a part of, of something in the heart of our Father that's like, like I'm, I've missed you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. like where have you been? Yeah. When life is going good, when we think we can figure it out, fix it, that pride that you're talking about comes in to the equation. It's it's very easy to you know my my only prayer is like, oh yeah, hey, thanks for another day, God. You know, if that you know, yeah. and then life's good. But when life is hard, when <clears> we have heavy needs, we're like, God, I need you. Where are you? Yep. Why is this happening? Yep. And I think he's just maybe yeah. just like smile. Like it's good to hear your voice, son. Totally. Wow. Absolutely. Like it's been a minute. Yep. And yeah, I like, I, I can meet those needs. Right. But even though he doesn't need us and we need him, I think he longs to hear our voice yeah. and he desires that yep. relational aspect of, right. I'm running to you in prayer father, because I'm, trying to live with a sense of my own need and depravity like six inches in front of my face all the time. Right. Even if life's going great, all yep. rosy, everything's falling into place. Like, well, that's only because God's <clears throat> doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know it might be tomorrow where everything's not all rosy. So I'm going to stay on my knees yeah. in a place of, Lord, I need you. Yeah. Every hour, I love you. I, you know, <clears throat> the oxygen that I'm about to fill my lungs with in this next breath is a gift from you. Mm-hmm. Like that type of earnestness and eagerness yep. that you touched on last summer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is, that's that Psalm 63, God, you're my God. And earnestly, I seek you yeah. dry and weary land where there's no water, right? right. That's desperation, um, which is the reality of our soul all the time um, that we, I think we fight against. I think that we don't admit all the time, but like, like you touched on, like what a gift Consider pure joy, right? Consider pure joy when you're faced with trials. Like, what a what a gift that neediness is when it drives us to the to the feet of Jesus. When it drives us to meet with our living God, um, that's when all of that stuff works out to good, as it says in Romans. Right? Mm-hmm. All things work together for good. Like that's that's the good that can come about because it puts us back into that posture of communing with our God. 
And so, you know, and, and he's gracious. Like he answers prayer. He answers those needs. He, you know, will supply all of our needs according to his glorious riches. Um, that that's truth. That's reality as well. But man, it's all wonderful when it comes to, I mean, the purpose of prayer, not just meeting those needs. Yes, he meets those needs, but just being with and communing with and um, having our faith rise, our, our belief rise as we spend time with him and we see and we see him answer those prayers, we see him in his word and all of that takes root in our hearts and lives, I think primarily when we spend time with him in prayer. Yeah. 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 I think another big barrier, yeah. especially for us guys, especially in our <clears throat> Western context, is we are um, two things. We're always in a hurry. Mm. And we're never undistracted. Um, I've been reading a bit of uh, Dallas Willard lately. And um, mm. he describes hurry as the great enemy of our spiritual life yeah. in this day. Right. And and that's it. I mean, how many times does the alarm go off and you got to get going? Like there's a whole day and a whole agenda and a whole list ahead of us. And um, we're always in a hurry. We're always transient. We're never living in the moment. And I think I think that's a big barrier for us. I think um, technology and always being distracted is a tough thing for us. Like we are never quiet enough, long enough to hear the voice of God, mm-hmm. to feel that conviction. We like to um, fill, our, fill our lives with noise to such a degree that we don't sense that, yeah. we don't feel that. And so I think, I mean talked about it a couple weeks ago like man this is this may be the hardest time in human history to pray because of the sheer amount of noise news feed and you know everything coming at us at a blitzkrieg like with particularly with these cell phones in our hands all the time Mm -hmm. um we're always in a hurry we're never undistracted yeah and so we have to like if we're gonna be men of god even just saying it that way (laughs) of God. What we're about is God. We are men of God. We are men of his will and of his way. We have to figure out how to slow down, make time, um, and how to get undistracted, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and, and might have to get radical with it. Yeah. Like expound on that a little bit. Like what, what might that look like? And no, it's not a one prescription for every guy out there, but what are some things you've seen out there where you've seen just examples of guys getting a little bit more radical to have a life of prayer, a life of relationship with walking with the Lord? Yeah. I mean, I think in in two regards, I think we can do it uh, quite a bit is first off, I think committing to starting your day in prayer, like start the day. Because once the day gets rolling, it's too hard to slow it down. Mm-hmm. It's like pushing the cart down the hill. And now all of a sudden you have to figure out how to stop it. Right. Um, a lot of times that's our day. And so I think carving out that that morning time. And I, I was never a big morning guy. I was never like I was never the guy that was like I was always the guy who was like, yeah, pray, pray whenever it works for you. Yeah. Like pray whenever you can. And, and to a degree, I get it. And I still think that way. Like. Any prayer is good prayer. Like so, however you can get it in, get it in. And if you're not a morning person, that's fine. And you were so not legalistic. Yeah, there totally. No, and it was more, you know, just just get it in. And so, if that's last thing before bed, fine. Sure. And to a degree, I still kind of think that. But my my heart and my mind has changed uh, in the last couple of years, where I. I think that there is power in setting the trajectory of a day mm-hmm. by starting in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, even going back to Psalm 63, like, earnestly I seek you. Like, I think King James says, early I seek you. Mm. Um, and that's, yes, maybe maybe time of day, but I think, like, priority, first thing first. Like, you are first. So today, before I touch that phone and that's hard right because usually it's on our nightstand usually the the alarm is the phone and so the first thing you do is you start filling your mind and your heart with scrolling through news feeds and everything there yep 
Um, well, I got I got to see who liked my latest post, Kevin. <laughs> I got to see, you know. Right. That gives me that dopamine rush. That's totally. just as good as a cup of coffee. That's right. <laughs> um, but just, just starting off with prayer, I think, can be a huge, and for some people might be that um, bold revolutionary move in their life that's going to help change things. Yeah. Um, just set that time that that time aside, but then also, <clears throat> you know, I I've we've got friends. You and I have friends that <clears throat> have set aside some, done some solitude retreats, and have gone out into the woods to yeah. spend time with God, kind of thing. And that might feel a little drastic, might feel a little bold, but that might be necessary. I think at the very least, figure out how to put that cell phone down and turn it off completely for a good portion of your day and spend time in his presence. Yeah. Um, spend time in prayer. I think that's a type of fasting. Completely. Like uh, parting ways with your cell phone. Yeah. In the modern day context, uh, I, I don't think it you know, necessarily replaces fasting from food, but it, you can fast from a lot of different things. And I think one of them for some of you guys out there, one one practical tip might be, hey, consider fasting from your phone. And it it doesn't have to be, I know I know a lot of you guys out there are like, well, I need my phone for work or I need my phone because I've got, you know, kids driving around town, you know, and I want to stay in touch and be available. I get it. But um, maybe fast from certain apps that take your attention off of the Lord or or like Kevin said, um, you know, we, we reach for that phone right away in the morning. Yeah. I've learned that I'm just going to set my phone across the bedroom on my desk where it charges overnight and it still is my alarm. And, and then this is good too, because now I don't hit the snooze because <laughs> I got to get out of bed. I got to yeah. walk 12 whole feet across the room to turn it off. And then I'm like, well, I'm up. I'm already up. <laughs> May as well go. And then uh, I've learned uh, when I have my my morning prayer time, Bible time, whatever, um, I, I should not do it with my phone nearby. Mm. I'll put my phone, yeah, whatever, on the kitchen counter, yeah. grab my coffee, right. and then I'll grab my Bible and journal and go into another room yep. where it's just, and I'll put my phone on silent, yep. and just that can sometimes enhance my prayer life, yep. give it more vibrancy, and give me more you know, attention to yeah. really sense and hear the Lord speak. That's just just because I know we're guys, I need practicalities. So Absolutely. That's well, that's helpful think, for me. I think figuring out how to get a little bit more analog with some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Get a paper Bible in your hand um, instead oh, of sure. your instead of your Bible app on your phone, which yep. you're also gonna get a ding from this <clears throat> app or this notification or whatever it is. And um yeah, going a little bit more analog with it definitely would help. Yeah. Yeah. I think another barrier. <clears throat> um, and I don't know, like this one actually just came to me as I think, kind of thinking through this. Um, I, I think there's a barrier to prayer in the hearts of some, some men, some people, um, because of undealt with sin. Oh, nice. Let's talk about that. And so, uh, and I, what I mean <laughs> is this, when you know that you are not at a right place with God, Mm-hmm. Or you know that you have not um, been able to beat some sin, or you are not repentant of that sin, or you got a little pet thing on the side. A lot like Adam and Eve ran and hid. Yeah, we don't want to sit in the presence of God. And so, I, 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 you know, thinking about different times in my life where there's some sin struggles or whatever it is, like man, like it is almost unbearable and antsy and fidgety to sit down in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if that resonates with any of your listeners, but there may be some things that you know that the Lord has been calling you away from and you're just sitting there going like, why am I struggling so bad uh, with prayer? But really like there's something in you that is running and hiding from the presence of God. Whoa. So and what so, what, do they, what do guys need to do in that situation? <clears throat> I mean, push comes to shove, we need to repent, right? Like that, that's, that's ultimately, um, and, uh, and honestly, that is a, that's a difficult thing to do in our culture. It's a different, difficult thing to do, I think, um, because what we end up with is we, we feel sorrow, we feel remorse, 
Um, we, God, I'm sorry, please forgive me, but we don't ever appropriately actually deal with it. So whatever that is, wherever the hangup is, whatever the pitfall is, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's getting brothers involved and you just have to confess, you know, as the scriptures call us to confess our sins one to another. Like we need to get some guys that you trust, that you love, that you know, love you and going to hold you accountable and need to confess. Um, but I, I, I do think that there's a barrier there, just like Adam and Eve ran from the presence of God, hid themselves from their creator, the one who had given them everything and that mm-hmm. walked with them in the cool of the day. Like there was that relationship. And then all of a sudden now sin, it's severed. And, and I think if we don't appropriately deal with sin, understanding like, yes, he's gracious. Yes, he's loving. Yes, he's going to forgive us. But like when we're still wrestling with or we're keeping that thing on the side, that pet sin on the side and not dealing with it appropriately, we will never have a vibrant prayer life. We'll always be burdened by that. Sure. I mean, so. doesn't, uh, doesn't Peter talk about in one of his epistles, uh, <clears throat> the way, the way we treat our wives can sometimes hinder our prayers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He makes mention of that. Um, I think one of the ways guys in today's culture are going to be very tempted to mistreat their wives. They're going to be lust and the things that come up on our phones and computers, whether or not we're giving into those things. Um, If you're willingly giving into those things, you're mistreating your wife and your prayer life is going to be hindered. Jesus talked about getting radical against sin in your own life when he said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, cut it off. If your right eye causes you and, and he's not saying that to be a big meanie. He's saying that because this is like love in action. These things are hindering you. Right. And wage war against them. Do yeah. whatever you have to do. And and the seriousness of that oh. sin, like to, to, to paint those images for people, to gouge out your eye. Yeah. Like, well, that sounds pretty drastic. But the, like that's the seriousness of undealt with sin. Right. Um, I think, too, like... You know, a lot of times we think of lust or, or pride or whatever when when we're talking about sin, particularly in guys. But um, I think bitterness, unforgiveness, yeah, holding on to things, you know, some resentment or some things. And um, you mean people have hurt you? Maybe you know, maybe your own father was a horrible man at times. I don't like. And then there's some bitterness and resentment or unforgiveness that is held on to that can really hinder your walk with God, your prayer life. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we can talk about this maybe on another episode, but can be a foothold for the enemy in a big way. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think dealing, dealing with our sin and dealing in dealing with unforgiveness, which of course would be sinful. I think those, those can be big hindrances. I think if they're not dealt with properly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Any other barriers that you wanted to make mention of to prayer? I think, I mean, I think those are the big ones that came to mind. Can you give us a, give me a quick recap of, of the big ones that you mentioned? So I think a mindset going into it, instead of it just being a, a discipline or something we do, like that mindset of going in to meet with a living God mm-hmm. um, is, I think, a, a big part of it. And so like understanding Having a, a a better mindset about entering the presence of God, I think, in the communing aspect of of prayer, um, pride. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's one of those hindrances um, when we think that we can just do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, that keeps us, and then hurry and distraction. I think those two big ones, and then um, undealt with sin. I think those those are the ones that came to mind. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah, the undealt with sin one is that's fire um tips for a more vibrant and powerful prayer life so like well especially like guys like us kevin you know what what do you say how do you pastor guys who are like yeah i mean i I want a better prayer life i know i probably should yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. you know and i kind of want to you know so give me what you got pastor kevin what do i do right (laughs) uh i you know i've i've read this or heard this from guys uh, about working out and fitness, but a quote that I, I love uh, that I heard from Tozer, um, that I read from Tozer was, the key to, the key to prayer is simply praying. Mm. And so it's like you just got to start, right? Like if you want to work out, you want fitness, you want to do this, you want to be th- this in the end, you, you just got to start. 
And so I think that's that's an element of like, man, we've got these grand ideas of what it may be or what it should be. Mm-hmm. And really what you just got to do is just start talking. Mm-hmm. Is just start praying. Like just start talking to God. And in like my family, particularly with um, with my kids and, and my teenage son, my, my oldest, um, a lot of times, man, when there's turmoil or when there's anxiety or where there's just like this stress going on, like, just start with that, lead with that and just pour it out, like pour out your heart before God. And sometimes, sometimes the prayer is God, I'm struggling to pray. Yeah. Like sometimes that's just the prayer. That's the starting point. Be honest. Just be honest. Like there is nothing hidden from his eyes. We are all naked and bare before our God. So why do we try to posture ourselves even in prayer? Yeah. Um, with, with words or with, with you know whatever just be honest and and just start praying just start mm-hmm. talking um and so i would say make the time right mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. i mean it seems really basic um and if you can um make it the first thing make it the mm-hmm. first thing in the day um that would be one of my tips for a v- more vibrant prayer life figure out how to make that time first thing in the day to start your day off right because it you'll see it play out in your life you'll see it play off in your day um, when you can start off that way and then um, here's a here's a thing that I've been a tip that I've been giving people recently because I've been doing it more in my own life Um, pray out loud and for some guys that's Mm. going to be weird Um, but when you're talking about distraction when I'm praying in my head, when I'm praying, <clears throat> when I'm virtually just thinking thoughts towards God, <laughs> um, I think about, oh, I got to pay that bill later today. Yeah. Oh, uh, mortgage is due. Oh, I've got that meeting later with Adam or I get, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my thoughts can quickly go to the things of this world. But when I'm actually talking with Adam or when I'm talking with God, when I'm talking with somebody out loud, um, it's harder for me to get distracted. And, um, and so that's been something that I've been trying to, I don't know, I've been using more in my own life. Um, so that might mean that maybe you're up before everybody, or maybe you're in a portion of the house that is a little bit more quiet where you don't feel like a crazy man. Um, Mm -hmm. um, but who cares? (laughs) Even if then, um, it'd be good for your kids to hear you praying. Right, it'd be good. It'd be good for your Amen. wife, to, your wife, to catch you praying. Yeah, um, you know the example that that puts. Not not that you're doing it as a show, but but you're doing it like it can be this awesome example of what it means to pursue Christ. And so, um, so like praying aloud for me has has really, um, I don't know. It's it's done wonders for my prayer life. Yeah, um, and staying focused. Do you ever get guys? that talk to you like, well, I'm, when you pray, Kevin, it's, it just sounds, I, I don't sound like that. And you just sound like, yeah, right. Totally. So, so I, and, and I've gotten some of that too. <clears throat> What's your response in those situations? It, that, stop it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's not like, that's not it at all. Like it, 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 first off, we can't, we should not compare our life in our walk with God with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like we can't. And then that, that is a, that's a plague of yeah. of our Western American life as well. Like we're constant, and you see it in social media. We're constantly comparing our life to the guy next to us. Yeah. Um, we're in, and and we do that with our walk with God. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this: you want to get better at um, praying out loud. Pray out loud. Yeah. Like pray out loud on your own. You want to get better at reading. Like I've, I've met guys like I don't like reading out loud. I don't like reading the Bible out loud. Okay, I get it. Like, you don't want to do that in front of people because you're afraid of what they think. You're afraid of whatever. And overwhelmingly, what I've experienced with guys is there's more grace given towards guys. Like, they're not going to make fun. Like, if they do, then like (laughs) screw them. Forget them. Yeah, forget them. Yeah, forgive Uh, them. Forgive them. (laughs) Yes. But, uh, But overwhelmingly, man, like when when I've been real with guys... Man, they've been gracious and they've yeah. been supportive, and they like so whatever you think that they're gonna think of you, whatever. Like, 
just uh, just do it. So like, but practice, like practice it, like in your in your closet, in your prayer closet, whatever that is. If that's your den, if that's your your basement, if that's your garage, if that's whatever your shed, like figure out a place where you can get alone with God and just pray. And again, I'll go back to you know practice praying out loud. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about your words. Well, it's just like anything else that you know you. Could, I've I've worked out sometimes in certain gyms, and uh, you always see you always see a couple of really buff dudes, strong men. I mean, they're the weight they're throwing around is very impressive. Do you think they just walked into the gym doing that? Right. Like these totally. guys have been lifting for years and years and right. years. Right. You don't just and so if it's your first couple times in the gym, yeah, you don't yeah, compare yeah. yourself to them completely. But with hard work and yeah. you know some stick to itiveness and keep showing up like you could get closer to where they're at you could lift the right. weight that they're lifting after a few hard years yeah i think that same concept applies to prayer guys that have told me like well i just don't like the way i sound when i pray and i'm like so what first of all god likes it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. second of all you're gonna get better at it as you do it right well i wish i could just sound like what at pastor kevin or the worship leader who like, <clears throat> you, you know what those guys have been praying out loud for years. Yeah. They didn't just yep. start like, they. oh, I got saved in the very day. I just pray like this. Like, no, I've been a Christian for 20 years and I've right. been praying for 20 years. Right, right. That's how I got here. You maybe, maybe some of you have been a Christian for 20 years, but you've only been praying for 20 minutes. Right. And you got to double down on your... Um, you know, your intentionality in that, but you will grow in that completely. So, and I think it's a, a thing for husbands and wives too. I've talked to a lot of husbands that are like, they, they, they have no problem doing all the other intimate things with their wives, but yeah. praying out loud over their wife scares the crap out of them. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, wow, but you, you'll get better with practice. Just like, completely. come on, wink, wink, just like everything yeah. else that you're yep. doing with your wife. That's intimate. like the more you do it, the more fun it's going to be the like the better yeah. you're going to get it like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. practice it's man. just and most of it is just a comfort level with it it's yeah. not it's not the words it's like i'm just full of anxiety right now that i'm in a you know whatever i'm that i'm actually speaking out loud <laughs> but you're like i've known very few wives that are going to judge their husband's prayers but they're just going to be enamored and in love with you all the more oh, because yeah. you took the initiative to lead them yeah. in prayer yeah like that you cared enough to call on the God of heaven for your family with her. Yep. You know how much love and nurturing she's going to feel from that? Like, yep. Amazing. So like get over yourself like, and do it. Besides, like God doesn't want to hear, for example, God doesn't want to hear Adam's prayers as he's trying to pray like Kevin. Totally. No, be, be who God created you to be. He wants to hear your voice, Honesty, your expression, man. your concerns, your needs, your wants, what's on your heart. Absolutely. The tone of your voice. Right. Hey, are you a fast talker? Then pray fast. Are you a, are you a slow, contemplative man of few <clears throat> words? Like Then pray like that. You don't have to try and be like yeah. somebody else you may have seen from a church stage or, you know, a YouTube video or whatever. You yeah. just, he wants to hear your voice. Right. Go for it. Totally. Um, but you'll, you know, with practice, you'll, yeah. you'll continue to get stronger with that too. Yeah. So good. Totally. So good. Uh, any other tips for like, what, what would you, I mean, you're looking out, Kevin, you see the church every day. What, what other yeah. advice would you give? Like if only his people would pray. Yeah. I, as far as, I don't know, like, there's been a burden in my heart that, um, well, first off, we don't engage in prayer nearly enough, but we part of it is, is I think we've given up. Um, I think some guys out there probably, and, and even times in my own life and people in my life right now, um, you, it's hard to persist in prayer, mm. partly because of you know maybe unanswered prayer. Uh, maybe because you feel like you've gone to God before and he hasn't heard you or, you know, for whatever reason. And maybe, you know, 
I, I guess a tip that I, a tip that I would give is, man, please don't give up. Like, and it's I don't it's probably not even a tip, just an, an encouragement and admonishment. Like, don't give up on prayer mm-hmm. because of whatever barriers you're thinking are there, um, whether it's just to get going or because you care about what you uh, what you sound like, or or maybe you've got some heartache because maybe you don't feel like he's even listening or that he cares. And like, yeah. overwhelmingly, that's course untrue um the nature of our god and his love for us his children like he we can be assured that he hears us and we just we need to keep coming to him we need to keep coming to him as a loving father and um and not give up on it so i don't know like that's that's one for me in my life understanding um the perseverance that it takes sometimes in prayer um I'll say this, like he hasn't answered every one of my prayers and I, and I won't give up, but what's been awesome is that he has been faithful to meet with me as I bring those requests to him. We as we touched on it earlier, like he hasn't answered all those prayers, but he's answered way more, mm-hmm. um, just because I'm in his presence, just yeah. because I'm spending time with him. And so, man, there might be things that a certain need, a certain desire, a certain um, a request that you have brings you to Christ. And maybe it brings brings you to him over and over and over again in prayer. Um, and maybe you're not seeing the answer for that prayer, but I guarantee that he is working yeah. in other ways. Yeah. He is working. And, and if we could just have the spiritual eyes to see that, I think sometimes we probably wouldn't be as discouraged as we are. Yeah. We go, oh, no, okay, so he's not answering this one yet. But, man, look at what he's doing over here. Yeah. Look at the way he's answering this over here, just the way that he is growing me and the way that my faith is, you know, or my relationship has grown. Man, what that's what a blessing. Yeah. What an amazing thing. So. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's keeping the relationship at center, right? It, yeah. This isn't a genie in a bottle sort of <clears throat> thing. That's yeah. not why we pray. Right. <laughs> like right. You, you said first to totally. kick us off. Yeah, I would. Um, some some tips I've learned over the years are um, prayer walks are really nice. Nice, yeah. Just getting like I can get outside. Mm-hmm. I can take the dog with me, and then I'll, I can talk out loud a little too. Yep. I mean, my neighbors might think I'm you know <laughs> talking to myself, but I you know I just I keep it chill, and I just it's it's been really helpful. And I'm I'm um, phys- year like this too. I've no, like I kind of I need to pace and pray sometimes. Yep. I can't like you know sit down or lie prostrate for too long before I'm like, all right, I, I need to move. But yeah, you know, that's just the, I think of it like walking with God. You know, <clears throat> hey, all right, I'm just going to walk. Yeah. And in faith, um, I'm going to know that Jesus is walking right next to me and I'm just going to talk yeah. with my King and my friend. Yeah. That's been helpful. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like I, I've, I've given uh, other people that advice. You know, you know, sometimes our routines just become routine. Yeah. And sometimes we need to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. And so maybe that is a prayer walk or maybe that, you know, I usually spend time here, but now I'm going to go out, you know, go out to the garage or I'm going to go out, you know, to the basement or whatever it is and just change up maybe your environment a little bit or maybe the way you do it. And a lot of times I'll, I'll encourage people to maybe even start with worship, mm. even if it's not. Even if it's not That's music, good. even if it's not music, but you know, to change it up once in a while, um, I think is a is a good thing. Yeah, you're right. I'm I I have a hard time sitting still. I like, <laughs> I like the pace. I've wore some grooves into the uh, the bike trail here or the walking path and bike trail here in Wales. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's praying out loud. Sometimes I'll have headphones in and I'm going. People must think I'm crazy right now, but it doesn't matter. Like I've had some wonderful times. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Another one for me would be, uh, if I don't know what to say, kind of like I've exhausted all my words that I can articulate. I just uh, go to the scripture. Yeah. Pray pray the scripture. Psalms. Awesome. There's a lot of prayers there. Um, Jesus prayed some prayers, like, uh, especially in that, you know, John 14, 15, 16, area uh yeah. 17 to um paul and his uh apostolic kind of prayers a couple of them in ephesians and and then philippi almost every book he writes he's got a prayer 
And so I'll just find those places and I'll read them out loud and try and turn them into my own yeah. heart cry. It's great. Um, there's other people who I've talked to who are from maybe more of a like more of a liturgical background that have the the memorized rote prayers. And f- what's been helpful for them is to like set those aside for a little bit and just talk just talk to them. Yeah. You, you don't yep. need you don't need the prayer book. Right. Um, and then there's there's people who are like, well, I don't know what to say. Like, well, go to the word. To the there's per- a prayer yeah. book. Yep. Like, right. the Psalms is a prayer book. Absolutely. So, um, switch it up. If you're more of like, a, <clears throat> oh, I I read my prayers, and well, try just talking. Yeah. And if you're more of like, a, well, I just talk, but then I get stuck. Like, well, go to the Psalms. Right. You know. And right. Read them out loud. Uh, sometimes, just like you were saying, you got to shake up, break break those old rhythms just a little bit. Yep. And it it brings new life to the to Absolutely. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, absolutely, if you go to the Word of God and you're praying that into your heart and life, right, that's, man, that's that's amazing. That's where the, all of that truth can take root. Like, there's a lot of times we're just reading the scriptures for us. Yeah. That knowledge, that information um, is just that. That's all it is. It's a, it, but, it, but in prayer, it lands on the heart that actually, in, in, in a way that actually brings change. Yeah, it brings my my character and my my nature more in alignment with the image of Christ, and so um, even just praying some of those prayers like that, starting with the tip of like I don't even know where to start, so I'm just going to pray these guys, this guy's words. Yeah, <laughs> but but what you're doing is you're also mas- massaging that truth into your nature, into your heart. That's awesome. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, hey Kevin, let's. For I think we need to have you back on another because <laughs> I want to dive deep into um, unanswered prayers yeah. and the reality of some spiritual warfare that happens. So I'll try and we'll, we'll bring Kevin back in a couple weeks here. But um, can you share just to end us to, you know, uh, give us a note to end on or maybe a personal experience, something God's been teaching you lately? Um, I really just want to give you the chance to close <clears throat> us out here however you'd like. Yeah. Well, I mean... I will say this. Um, when you are in a season of struggle, um, when you're in a season where it's just hard, um, those can be some of the sweetest times in your life if we can turn in prayer. Um Again, I'm going to go back to Psalm 63, right? When David's writing that psalm, um, earnestly I seek you, a dry and weary land where there's no water. Those moments of struggle, those moments of, you know, where it feels like the desert, man, those can be some of the sweetest times because the Lord is bringing us to a place of desperation and hunger and thirst for him where we are, we are seeing, um, we're seeing the world and, um, and just how dry it is, and uh, and so I, I guess I would just encourage maybe your listeners, if that is a season you're in, um, that season is is ripe for prayer. Mm. Um, it is ripe for um, allowing the Spirit of God to show you who He is, um, and again, not just the discipline of it, not just the action of man. I gotta I gotta check this thing off my list today. But for you to meet with a living God in that moment and to see just how good He is, um, don't don't despise those desert moments. Like those are those are sweet and good moments. Um, there's a lot that the Lord can and will do in those moments, um, particularly if we turn to prayer. Mm. He's going to redeem those moments. He's going to take that desert and he's going to show you the living water of Jesus. Like he's going to refresh you and satisfy you um, in in new and bigger ways. And so, and he, and he does that when we press in through prayer. And so I guess, I mean, and, and that, and I guess I'm speaking that from the reality of my life and, yeah. and this last year. Been, like, it's been your life for the last year. Yeah, this. I mean, this has been a. It, there's been a difficult season this last year, um, but the Lord has been so good and so faithful, and I feel like my my quote unquote prayer life, and really my life life, my life, mm-hmm. because it is that, is at a very like 
It's not perfect, but it is at a sweet and enjoyable place like it hasn't been in years. Hmm. Like I've been walking with Jesus. I was thinking about this as I was driving this week. Like legitimately, I've been walking with Jesus since I was a little boy. Yeah. Like almost 40 years, like roughly, like what the heck? Like, and there, my, my, the sweetness of my times with Jesus now, I don't, I don't know if I can recall a time. I don't know if I can recall a time. And it was born out of some adversity. It was born out of some struggle. It was born out of a desert. And so now I'm like, praise Jesus, like Mm -hmm. praise Jesus for the, so like, and sometimes it's hard to see. It's hard to hear. Like it's, you know, it's like, God, just take this away. God, just don't you care? Just like redeem me. Like just take this situation away. Bring the healing, bring the provision, bring like take away the pain. Um, Just know that he loves you and he wants to redeem it and not just redeem the situation. He wants to redeem you. He wants to, he's doing, he's got great things to do in us. And he's going to do it through prayer. And so um, it's just, it's been, it's been really, really good. It's been really, really good. And um, I feel like, I almost feel ashamed to say it, but like, I feel like my prayer life is finally where it should have been for a lot of years. Mm. Um, hmm. And it's, and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. Yeah, like I'm just like I'm. Not, I'm not. I haven't arrived. Just getting started. It's just getting good. Yeah. Like it's, but it, but it's good. It genuinely is good. Yeah, it's not a burden. It's not a checklist. Like I'm gonna meet with the living God today. Um, and so I guess that would be that would be my prayer for, for our church, of course, but but for all of your listeners as well. Yeah, yeah. And any listeners who are looking for a good church, just reach out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a suggestion. Uh, sweet. Hey, Kevin, uh, you just just pray. Will you yeah. pray to close us? Absolutely. Pray, pray whatever's in your heart, <clears throat> a bold prayer for whoever's yeah. listening out there. Awesome. Uh, Father, we come to you again, and we are just so grateful for this privilege mm-hmm. uh, that we can meet with the living God daily moment by moment, every moment of our life, just live in communion with you. And God, you've done that because of Jesus, because you sent your son, that there was this chasm, there was this this gap between us and you because of sin, but you are so gracious in sending your son to be that perfect high priest, to be that perfect sacrifice, so that we can draw near to you, and we can draw near to you in prayer. And so, God, I pray for um, anybody who's listening to this podcast who might be struggling in their prayer life or just might be struggling in life, life right now. Mm. Um, I pray that they would turn to you in prayer. Um, If there's uh, folks that are listening that have been brokenhearted, um, that are weary, maybe they've been bringing a request for a long, long time and they're just, they've given up. God, I pray that they would get uh get persistent widow with that thing and that they would keep coming yeah that they would not lose heart that they would not give up that they would keep coming and not just see the request but to see what you're doing because of that request but yes god that you would meet that request god give us bigger bigger vision give us eyes to see all that you are doing in our lives and all that you will do in our lives when we commune with you when we spend time in prayer It's not just the thing to do. May we get to meet with a living God. And when we come into the presence of God, man, we are changed. I look at the scriptures and anyone, anyone who stepped foot in the presence of God, man, they were changed. So God, let us do that daily, every moment of our day. To take time in our day to maybe maybe use that technology and to set reminders throughout our day, just to pause and to pray, to pause and commune, set set. Set the work aside, set the life aside, and just refocus so that we can live this life amazingly, totally, for the glory of Christ. Thank you for Adam. Thank you for forging the path. God, I pray that you continue to use it for your glory. God, work in us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.